All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. <laughs> At least we're talking to each other, right? That's right. It's good to see you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time. It's always been like, even when it's only been two weeks to do a podcast, uh, it feels like it's been plenty more. Especially now that yeah, I'm, was... I'm, I'm not seeing you as often at work. It's true. We see each other in passing. I give you a subtle nod and that's it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> up, up for a friend, down for respect. We have a public ruse going on. Where I, <laughs> I don't like you and you're my enemy. Right. I think people would buy that. <laughs> we can sell it. Sure, sure. That'd be kind of a fun bit. We just had a fake argument in the station. Just a fake feud? Yeah. No, you didn't put away the dish. <laughs> Except that's a legitimate crime in in these COVID times. To that's not true. to not put away the dish. How are you? How you doing? What's been going on? I'm uh, good. Uh, we're getting into September. It's uh, kind of like whoa. That's it for um, that's it for summer. Yeah. Now it feels like it went by really quick. Although I'm sure it'll be a very memorable one in retrospect. Like we'll always be like whoa. Remember that summer that we were just home the whole time? Oh, yeah. 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 I can't believe it's September. Yeah. That has flown by. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of meh right now, really. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics are up 2 nothing against the Raptors. Oh, interesting. What a plot twist, because the Raptors seem to be unstoppable for the last several weeks. Yeah, they're playing, um, they're a hard matchup for them. And uh, it seems like the Celtics might uh, might win that series. But the real winners are the children of Fred Van Fleet, who yes. have become just like the darlings of, of the universe. Very adorable. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I, I, so are you keeping on top of sports news at all? Not at all. There's just some things that seep through. And the NBA has been uh, more relevantly top of, of, of timelines in the last couple of weeks because they've been so central to like greater issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny, like, you, you don't really know how, like, prevalent, like, the haters are of, like, you know, social justice until, like, you know, the other day I was at a friend's house and the his dad was just like, oh, you know, I haven't thought about football at all. I don't even know if I'm going to watch the way things are going. And I was like, oh, wow. All right. And he meant, like, like people taking a knee? That's what he was referring to? I think kind of that and like the protests and stuff that's kind of what i took from it although maybe maybe he was just Uh, stuff but i find that to be a weird reason to not want to watch it definitely is but people need to have their their opinions kind of well i mean it, it seems crazy for me to complain about them complaining about their opinions and i mean that's their main issue is that these other people are vocalizing their own opinions i guess do what you want is my main position yeah, I, yeah. Although, like, I, yeah, <laughs> but it is easy to be like, "What are you talking about?" Man? But right. then you're just also like, you know what? People are going to have differing opinions on this. Apparently, I'm going to go to a driving range on Friday. I thought you would find this interesting. There you go. Yeah, I had just kind of like casually mentioned to a friend a little while ago uh, that it's strange that like we've never golfed. Like, I I know he does a little bit, and I did when I was a child, and I was like, we're like grown men who like to drink beer like it's very strange we've never like decided that that would be a fun thing to do and so yeah I think we're gonna maybe dabble here in september sure which driving range are you gonna go to i don't know all right 
That's awesome. Can't even tell you that much. <laughs> so, well, you know you have to go before your show starts, right? Because they're going to be closed afterwards. Do they close at 7? Yeah. Oh, why would they close at 7? There's so much daylight left. It's so dumb. Honestly, like uh, we were talking about this earlier in the season, how you could go to a driving range and the guy there will be like, all right, but this is the last bucket or like, okay, but you can only do like half the bucket or something. You're like, it's friggin' full light outside. Man. Yeah. Like you're not closing for another hour. Why are you like restricting our hitting? It's not dark until a good eight thirty, And then even then, like the whole point of a driving range is you really kind of could drive balls at nighttime. Like you won't really see exactly where they go, I guess, but nobody is endangered here. Totally. Totally. I don't know. I would ask the question anyway. Actually, in like a in like a bigger city, maybe not here in Halifax, but in other parts of the world, there have to be like all like twenty four hour driving ranges where you can just go at two o'clock in the morning if you need to get the lead out. I didn't tell you about Top Golf in Vegas. No, but here we go. Vegas is perfect. That's what I had in okay. mind. Yeah. So, picture a like triple decker, um, like tower, where you hit off of, and there's targets, um like in the ground out there, like big nets drilled into the ground and a computer system that somehow knows which balls are going into which target and wow. you can compete against your friends. Meanwhile, full bar on every level. Amazing. Hot tub, arcade games, huge TVs everywhere. It's just like, it's like where you go on a bachelor party kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds exactly like a bachelor party, bachelor party kind of place. That sounds like a blast. It sounds so sexy. It, it was so fun. Yeah. It's like a golf it was a nightclub. Highlight of that trip. So are yeah. all the balls chipped? They must be. I think so. The other thing is you don't bring your own clubs or anything. I not not typically. Or maybe maybe you can, but they have pre like clubs there just set up. Well, maybe I'll have to go to the driving range at a, a later date. Although, do you know this Sunday was supposed to be uh, my wedding day? Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was this weekend. It was supposed to happen. Just because you made the change so so much earlier, I like once that happened, I just erased. Oh yeah, you don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> I'm not like offended <laughs> that you don't have two dates saved in your memory. Even I like have definitely. Um, in my brain, I have made the symbolic jump. It, it, I'm very excited for this like beautiful dinner that we've got planned, and we're gonna. I think I told you we're gonna wear our rings as our little cheat day. Yes. Um, but uh, other than that, I'm fully prepared to like not care about September 6th beyond this year, ever sure. again. But yeah, yeah I may as well take it back so we don't feel like. Because uh, alternatively, if we didn't plan anything special, we would just like sit at home and watch be a, kind of sad. a Disney movie or something and just be like, yeah, yeah we get a bottle of wine and be like, well, we tried really hard to take it back and we, right, we didn't really yeah. try that hard. No, oh, yeah. 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 Make a day of it for sure. Going to make a day out of it. It's going to be very, very special. Actually, I'll tell you exactly what that. we would watch if we, and we're still going to come home, uh, bellies full of steak and, and watch and watch this show that we've been watching. And I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Um, I, so I started watching succession like properly. Oh, okay. Great. Which I'm excited about, and maybe me a little bit more so than Becky. Like I definitely have to do more of the pushing to be like you up for a succession. Um, The problem is, uh, I got her to watch Succession with me by agreeing to watch a show of her choosing simultaneously. Okay. And she chose Dawson's Creek, and (laughs) the problem with that is that now we are so in the creek. And I, I like, I've, I haven't watched a succession in like eight days now because I just want to oh. watch the creek. 
the creek is pretty great so are you you're, you're familiar you have watched the show we had a whole summer because it used to play on tbs throughout the summers yeah and jen and i were talking how we like at one point when we were probably in junior high got fully caught up on dawson's creek maybe maybe even like early high school right just because it was like always on like every morning at like 11 or something so it was like prime time to like wake up and just like Dawson's Creek was on while you're eating breakfast or like while you've been up for a little bit. And so we watched, I think, like pretty much the whole series. Both of us. That's were, great. I'd like I've never so quickly realized, oh, I'm going to watch every episode of this. Like in the first episode, I was like, yeah, I, I know I'm going to watch everything that comes out of the creek. I knew nothing about that? this show. Nothing. Weirdly, I something sticks in my mind. So it's truly the strangest, the strangest thing to remember about a show. But I distinctly remember because I thought there might be some good tidbits in there at the time. Being like a young young man, there's a scene where Dawson is out fishing with his father. Okay, and his father is describing how to kiss a woman. Oh, okay. You might be blending situations because I haven't seen oh, a fishing okay. scene, but in the second episode of the series, he graphically describes how to kiss a woman for the first time. <laughs> okay, okay. And we were so, aghast. It was so disturbing. I remember hearing this and being like, oh, maybe there's some stuff I should be listening to. And now I think about it and I'm like, man, why was he so graphically describing how to kiss a woman? I think the idea is they're supposed to be painting illustrating this picture of how cool it is that he has this very open and um liberal relationship with his parents where he's like free to talk about sex with them but they definitely cross a boundary and something you don't remember or maybe you do <clears throat> is that when that scene does happen dawson is uh filming his movie he's filming like a creature of the black lagoon type ripoff because dawson is a film buff and by that oh, yeah, by that it just means he likes Jurassic Park. It's like he's got the yeah. the most boring cinema takes. <laughs> I think later on in the series like when he like okay, I won't I won't spoil anything obviously, but like at one point in the series someone asks like who's your favorite director and he's like it's got to be Spielberg. <laughs> it's it's not later in the series, man. It's like evident it's in the on. in the first episode. Every poster in his room is like ET, Close Encounters, Indiana Jones. It's just Spielberg. It's incredible it's the most boring cinephile take <laughs> and so he's shooting his little movie on super 8 or whatever and joey gets uh decapitated and so he has made a, a paper mache uh katie holmes head and so yeah. it just happens to be in the dining room when he asks his dad about how to kiss a girl for the first time and he's like well practice on the head and so not only does he graphically teach his 15 year old son how to french kiss they have this bloody teenage girl head that they're both tonguing <laughs> oh. You're, no wonder this show was a hit. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Uh, but so so entertaining, and and now I don't know when I'm going to finish Succession because like I care about these people, and strangely, like we're making fun of it. It's kind of good. Like I've seen a lot of crappy, trashy uh, teen dramas, and it hits it's all the marks. Than that. It's better than a lot of them. It's it's way less, although it is soapy, and it especially gets like soapier as it goes on. But Very soapy. It's it's. Uh, it's got some integrity about it. I just think the dialogue is pretty well written. Um, I remember hearing that the guy who created Californication worked on Dawson's Creek as like a script writer and that he hated oh, doing that because it wasn't like soulful, but the banter kind of suited his style. So I can see that now having become a little bit familiar with the show. The other yeah. thing that's uh, devouring my brain 
<clears throat> I uh, I don't know why, but I got TikTok. Oh. And I guess just because I was bored. Okay. And life as I knew it before will never be the same again because I'll never be bored again. But my brain is melting. And you can enrich yourself with some of the content you find on there, but not mostly. And right. the other thing is this algorithm is startling. Like it's it's very quickly it starts to send you stuff that you're like, okay, how do you know that about me? I think I might be out on it. Like I don't want to like get that. What you said just scares me so much. Yep. And I was thinking about getting rid of some of the social apps, even for this weekend, um, just to like not have them to like see how many times I go looking for them on my phone. Yeah. Cause that, you know, anytime you're like, anytime you just pick up your phone and automatically do it. So I want to uh, see, like check myself and like write down how many times I look for an app this week. I recommend that. I did that on my vacation a couple of weeks ago and I, I just moved everything off the main page and so I wasn't tempted and it was right. very cleansing. Nice. But now I'm on TikTok so I'm worse than ever. Right. <laughs> you took like four steps forward. I mean, the people are talented. Or four steps back. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the worst social network I've ever been exposed to or maybe it's the least bad one. I, I, I really can't tell. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's definitely like defining what's popular music. Like... And I can't stop. I just can't stop. It's just yeah. so easy to just to keep it going. Yeah. Like the, the impact that TikTok has had on the music industry is yeah. insane. Yeah, I know. Insane. I know. Yeah, we, we turned on um, Virgin Radio the other day, actually, and we heard like a TikTok song, which we know is like a TikTok song, but it's the biggest song in the world. And so if it's big on TikTok, why wouldn't it be the biggest song in the world? Have you TikToked yourself yet? Mm. Have you released no, anything? No, I'm not going to do that. I, I definitely do not have the, um, just the, the, the cultural vernacular for it. I'd rather just be a bystander. I only made it, made a profile so that I could save stuff. We stumbled upon, uh, and he actually <laughs> subscribed Jen's, Jen's phone to it, but we stumbled upon Jen's little cousin's YouTube page. Oh, wow. Where he's like, yeah, like editing videos and like putting them together. He's like. 11 10 I is think. he good i mean it's like it's the the edits and stuff are are like you know pretty shockingly good and he's like got music under it and stuff and but i mean like i don't think he's fully baking the idea of what he's doing in his head before he starts it right so it's just kind of an interesting like hey so uh this is but then i love because all of the all of the videos end with like so smash that like button. Oh, he does subscribe. it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Smash that like button. That's, see, that's like a very scary culture, and it's very normalized. I mean, that's what the movie Eighth Grade was about, that it was just like, if you're a kid of a certain age, you have a YouTube channel, it's very important to you that you get views. Totally, yeah. I have this great big box here. I was actually thinking about making a YouTube video myself, just uh, apropos of nothing. I, have, I bought a, a cool webcam that has a built-in ring light, and I've got all this like good audio gear. And... Uh, I have no inspiration to create YouTube videos except for that I have this big box that my aunt loaned me. And you know that I'm like a bit of a Titanicophile. Yeah. And um, so she used to be an elementary school teacher. And I don't know if like Titanic is part of the curriculum, historically speaking, for all elementary schools or if that's just a Nova Scotian thing because we have our own unique relationship to that part of maritime history. Um, but she has all kinds of like Titanic stuff and cool stuff. Uh, or at least I understand it's pretty cool, but I've decided not to open the box 
and I'm maybe going to make a little unboxing video. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I need to be the, uh, a little bit more awake for it. That's fun. You might just like stumble upon some real, real treasure. In Heart there. of the Ocean might be in there for all I know. Yeah. <laughs> cool little mare. <laughs> all right. So do you want to, do you want to talk about Chadwick Boseman? Do we have a lot to say about that? Yeah, I think we do. We weirdly did, uh, and I was saving this for the podcast, we weirdly did a rewatch last Wednesday night because we were off on Thursday and Friday. So on Wednesday night, Jen's like, do you want to do a rewatch of, of Black Panther? Which I famously was like not super on board with because there was so much hype built up about it. And I was just kind of like, you know what? It's all right, whatever. Interesting. And while watching it, I was like, you know what? I'm really into this. Oh yeah, like, Black, I, Black Panther is definitely a top five Marvel movie. So so we watched it and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy we watched it. Kind of flipped my mind, like we're good. And then on Saturday morning, I think it was, was when we got the news that Chadwick Boseman had passed away. And it was really sad, obviously. Um, but also really strange having like just watched him in this awesome performance. Yeah, that's chilling. I've actually, shamefully, I haven't seen him in any other major role. I haven't seen uh, 42 or Get On Up or I didn't see, did you see The Five Bloods? He's in that a little bit, I think. I started watching, I couldn't get super into The Five Bloods, but I um, I did get to some of the parts that he was in. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny the way they do that movie. Like in all the flashbacks, they're all still old. Right. But he is the young version of himself because he's like the friend that died oh okay that's chilling yeah yeah it's really Um, interesting i I noticed it on friday night i guess we were up late and i um it was one of those things where it comes out in a headline and it's nowhere else like i just happened to open twitter at the right time and it's just on the associated press it's nowhere it came out like four minutes ago it's not trending if you type chadwick boseman on google that's not like a news story that comes up and so i just keep staring at this headline and i'm like I'm tired. Like, how am I misreading this? Like, I was pretty sure, like, I'm I'm clearly misinterpreting this. Like, somebody Chadwick knows died or something. And yeah. and no, he passed away. And then um, people started bringing up those old photos that came out like a year ago where he looked really um, unwell. And I think a lot of us, I remember I did, just kind of chalked it up to, well, is this either an unflattering photo, a doctored photo, or he's like preparing for a role. Like it's amazing how secretive his his condition was. Yeah, and also the thing that we were surprised about, and we googled it that night, was the fact that he was even forty three to begin with. Absolutely, I was so surprised that he was that old. Well, because we were trying to do like the over. I was like, I don't know. I think he's maybe like the thing we were trying to figure out was is he older than us? <laughs> we oh. like doing that with actors sometimes. Yeah, is he older than us? And uh, we. Uh, did you think there was any chance he was younger than you? We knew that he looked older than us, but we thought it might have been in the way that, like, you know, professional athletes look like they're older than us. Yeah, fair enough. And actually, uh, actually ended up like, like, sorry, I, I keep getting messages pop up and it's distracting to me. Um, but then when we found out he's 43, we were like, whoa, what? I know. I know that's amazing and apparently like Ryan Coogler didn't even know he had cancer like uh, lots of people super private about it yeah lots of people talking about how extraordinary it is like he was going through probably intense chemotherapy like at least during some of the shooting of these huge movies he's put out and helmed in the last several years and managed not to let on at all but then there are, are there are other 
clips that have circulated a little bit where he actually is kind of alluding to it and we were just too naive to like listen closer i guess like where he's right. like uh i forget what he was promoting but i saw some clip on twitter where he was being interviewed on the red carpet and they were they they had commented that like um he must be like exhausted from like all of this press he's been doing and he's like well yeah i'm exhausted because i got a whole bunch of things going on in my life actually but like you know, yeah. I'm just trying to be grateful or something. He just said something that like could definitely be interpreted as right. listen, you I don't even quote, know. I saw a quote that was like, Yeah, you have no idea. Like, I'll have to tell a story someday. It's crazy. That's right. Yeah. Like and I think it was about like, you know, what an achievement like making the Black Panther was and what an effect that had on him. And he was like, Yeah, I can't even begin to tell you about this. I tell you what though, it's it's like Heath Ledger levels of of tragic like it just it's confusing it's kind of like kobe bryant too it's just like well that just doesn't make sense to me like we must have this wrong i don't right. want to i don't want to be over dramatic about it um or yeah i don't want to be over dramatic about it but it just seems like quite implausible that that like that guy could could pass away but where kobe has a lot of like memorable things about him a lot of the the talk about chadwick boseman is of like what a fantastic human being he was yeah like Kobe was like, you know, famously like kind of an asshole on the court, kind of like Michael Jordan-esque. Like he did what it took. It was like, you know, he'd tell off other players, heart of a champion kind of thing. But Chadwick Boseman, everyone was like, oh my God, he was actually the greatest soul in the world. Like he was like the nicest human you could meet. This is really a huge loss. Right. Yeah. And obviously a, a massive talent. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I mean, I'm I'm inclined to think that they should really shut down the MCU for a few years. And not just because of Chadwick, because they had this incredible exodus last year and mm. everybody's fatigued and COVID is happening right now. Take 10, take a knee and, yeah. and come back and make like Letitia Wright can be uh, Black Panther 2.0 or something. Well, that was the other thing was the illusion, the illusion that like, you know, that's why a second Black Panther was never promised or worked on yeah that's right it was pushed off it, so far isn't that so strange that it was never leaked but like i said like even ryan coogler didn't know or maybe he has yeah. come to know since they made the first movie right um or maybe like just feige knew or something like in for insurance purposes surely people somebody knew yeah that he was really sick but yeah it's a yeah. it's it's a really a really rough one 2020 keeps on kicking yeah yeah, it's a uh, sad one. Did you see about Robert Pattinson? Speaking of movies and people getting sick. So yeah, he's he got COVID on the set of Batman uh, the Batman. So they just they just reopened like two weeks ago. They just started shooting this movie again and they have to completely uh, shut down again because Batman himself has COVID. And it makes me wonder, because you know, like The Rock and his whole family have COVID now. Yes, the whole family. How are two questions. How the are The Rock and the Pebbles? The Rock and the Pebbles? Oh, it's little kids? I see. Yeah, I guess so. Um, is that what he says? No, I just made that up, I oh, think. Okay. I'm or sorry for not I'm up. sorry for not meeting you with, with no. on it. It's just it wasn't uh, <laughs> It's okay. Okay. Um, two questions. Uh, how come celebrities seem to get COVID-19 at a higher rate than anyone else? And how come celebrities are still getting COVID-19? That's a great question. And Jen actually asked the exact same thing. She said oh my God, if celebrities are getting it, then like everyone in the US is so screwed. And I was kind of thinking like, I don't know if that's true. Like celebrities are way more likely to travel, um, like be on planes. 
they're way more way less likely to actually adhere to like i'm staying in here He's i don't probably, agree with that I, th I think that their public image is everything and they're supposed to be um isolating in place yeah. unless they're working yeah, maybe I maybe i don't know obviously someone's getting out there i don't think it's one of the pebbles no i guess not i guess that's true but also, I mean, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, The Rock. So The Rock like bought the XFL. Okay. Recently, like within the last two weeks. That's a football league? Uh, yeah, it's a football league that tried to start up again this year. And Vince McMahon started it of like the WWE. He originally started it. And okay. I think also relaunched it or had some part in relaunching it. Anyways, it failed and COVID happened. And then... uh it went under and the rock bought it okay and i don't know i'm just starting to wonder like is there like some conspiracies there with like certain people contracting it like is are they starting to plant covid in places what would be the virtue of a covid stunt by the owner of the xfl what would be the value in that Oh, I don't think it's a stunt by the owner of the XFL. I think it's a stunt by the owner, by like a competing entity. You think they gave him COVID to tank <laughs> his football league? I think Roger Goodell of the NFL <laughs> planted COVID in the rocks. I don't know. House, suitcase, on a steering wheel. Now, most people think oh, it's a celebrity, all celebrities beat COVID. But you never know. Even someone like The Rock, like the, his, all the all the body weight that he has, God, this is not going to age well. Something happens to The Rock at this point. No, you're absolutely right. I don't right. like talking about the demise of an, of a, yeah. Anyways, let's cut it off there. Well, but, okay, but is the thesis of your theory, which is obviously a cracked theory. Um, opportune murder. That's what you're. That's what you're saying is that Roger Goodell might be trying to murder The Rock, not yes. not just make him sick and put him out for a couple weeks, murder the most pure specimen in the world. I said what I said. Okay, you did. That's true. No, I'm just joking. That's true. I truly, I truly uh, don't think that that's actually what happened, and I don't want anyone to die from COVID. No, of course you don't. Like Think about it. Of course you don't. I actually think it's only been like a few hours since it came out that, that Pattinson has has COVID. And so I haven't had the time to, to, to craft a clever tweet, although somebody probably has made some kind of reference about how there's yeah. some irony to the fact that right. he was making the Batman, right? Yeah. That's, that's all. <laughs> Sorry. Like, it's ironic. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. That it's ironic. So it, it's come full circle, I guess, is what it is now. Now we can find the yes. vaccine. The, 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 the bat has it again. And uh, I don't know, something like right. that. Speaking of Pattinson. The, the Riddler did it or something. Uh, Tenet is out. Riddle me this. Are you going to see Tenet in theaters? No. I don't think so at this point. I've heard too much, like, too many kind of like subpar reviews. 75% of Rotten Tomatoes is not a masterpiece rating. No, and I, I asked, uh, so, so I was talking to someone who saw it last night, and I was like, oh my God, what'd you think? And he's like, you got to see it twice. And I was like, meaning like it was so good that you got to see it again? And he's like, no, like you literally walk out of the movie and you're like, okay, wait, what did that mean? What did that, like Nolan kind of like over Nolan on this one. Yeah, yeah. And apparently it's impossible to hear that the sound mixing is a mess really yeah you haven't heard this like there are people no. who aren't hearing a word for the whole film 
What? Which makes me all the happier to watch it at home because I am so happy to watch anything with subtitles. Yeah, fair. Why? Yeah, why? How could you afford to make the movie so bad in a time where it's already a challenge to go to the movie theater? I don't know. I like some Christopher Nolan movies, obviously. I think um, Inception, I actually think Inception's a little overrated, although it's a blast. I thought Interstellar yeah. was really great. Obviously, Prestige is really great. A couple of the Batman movies are really great. He's a good filmmaker, but he is kind of just like a smarter Michael Bay, isn't he? Like, he's he's not like this great auteur that sometimes our more juvenile instincts want to give him credit for. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's kind of just like a blockbuster filmmaker with with some weirdly stubborn instincts. One of them being, let's get everyone back in the theater <laughs> while this pandemic right. rages on. He's clearly yeah. got a weird ego. Yeah. Agree. Full agree on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, what not there another movie that's out right now too? Bill and Ted came up, but it's streaming. Oh, it's just streaming. Well, I think it's probably in some theaters as well, but it, you're allowed to watch that one at home, which is probably for the best. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they should do for the most part anyway. They're going to charge you enough. Like, what was the movie? It was King of Staten Island was 20 bucks. 20 bucks is great. We talked a little bit about how Mulan is coming out only on Disney Plus and only, and, yeah, only for, the, for the $30 unlock fee. But yeah. I found out today that if you wait until December, it'll just be on Disney Plus for all subscribers. So you can wait until December to watch the new Mulan for free. I mean, oh, okay. not for free, but with your Disney Plus account. Uh, yeah. Are you a Bill and Ted fan? Do you care about that? It, it's not, not the spectacle really. of Tenet, obviously. No, I, I would need to watch them over again. I know there's a lot of like corn, corny, like cheesy kind of, it's like two Spicoli's try to take on the world kind of thing. sure yeah um so that's the general vibe have you seen them i think i saw one of them when i was in high school because i had a friend who said like no it's the best movie ever you gotta watch it and it was kind of did nothing for me right yeah, yeah. i think that's kind of the vibe of it is like a cult hit because it was so silly and it definitely is not a movie you have to see on the big screen and i'm not saying no. that Tenet is or or no time to die although definitely i'd rather see those on a big screen than than Bill and Ted face the music. Right. Yeah. Face the music. The uh, Speaking of No Time to Die, the new trailer came up for that today. Since our last podcast, trailers for Tenet, No Time to Die, Wonder Woman 1984, The Batman, The Snyder Cut, Justice League, uh, right. The Suicide Squad, Death on the Nile, which I'm actually psyched for. Maybe I'm alone. Mm -hmm. And something called Enola Holmes, which I didn't know was happening. Did you see this trailer? No, what's that? This is Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, exercising her full charisma, which, you know, as good as she is in Stranger Things, she's kind of not like her precocious self in that show. Right. Um, it's another Sherlock Holmes. The world doesn't need it. But she's yeah. Sherlock's little sister who has her own adventures. And she breaks the and fourth no, wall um, and she's she's very, like, chatty. I actually think the trailer looks excellent. And Henry Cavill plays Sherlock. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like about a real estate developer or something. Enola <laughs> Holmes. We've got this new neighborhood starring yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> right. She's the realtor. Anyway, it's a Netflix movie, so it's, that's definitely worth a watch. The trailer looks good. And I'm psyched for Death on oh, the yeah. Nile. Did I say that? Definitely. The Boys Season 2 comes out tomorrow. Man, you liked The Boys Season 1. 
I like the boys season. One. I watched all but the last two episodes because it was such a friggin' chore to get through the first seven yeah. or whatever. I don't know what I'm missing on the boys. I just don't see it. I don't know what's I mean, so special it, about it. It's not my favorite, if we're being completely fair. We also finished the Umbrella Academy. Was I telling you about that? Yeah, second but, season was really good. But that has uh, some some same. visual signature. Like it's got some uniqueness to it, and it's based on a pre-existing. Uh, uh, IP, although maybe the boys is as well. I just didn't see anything in the boys that I haven't seen elsewhere. Yeah, fair. Um, did you see anything in these two new shows tonight that you haven't seen elsewhere? Uh, a little bit in one of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah, it. A little bit. Um, Carol Baskin's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. You know. That sucks. It. I mean, it does suck, but like. What, what do we expect? Like they had Sean Spicer last year. I was all mad because this like network family show has this enemy of truth on their show in prime time. And like now it's just who they are. They have like shitty cash grab celebrities. Totally. That's, that's kind of always what they were. But now they've got controversial people on there too. Yeah. Didn't say what's Sarah Palin doing that. Wasn't she doing shows like that for a while? She might have been on Dancing with the Stars at some point. I do not know. She is remarkably quiet in the era of Trump, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, you'd really think she'd be saying something. Is she going to try to make another run somewhere? Is she trying to distance herself from any current? There was maybe some rumblings years ago that she might try and run for... Um, yeah. I mean, this was years ago, though. Like, I remember they did a spoof. Uh, you remember when the John Cusack movie 2012 came out, which was like a play on how the Mayans said the world would end in 2012? And the whole, oh, yeah. the whole gag was that uh, Palin would run for president and that would be the end of the world. Oh, gotcha. um, So that's 2012. And really, she was like, in my lifetime, she was like a smaller, quieter version of Trump, like this person who so many people cannot believe is in the office in which they sit for how ridiculous they sound all the time. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, what else you got? Very little. Uh, just that uh, we got an update from Jeopardy today. Um, they're starting new episodes again in late September, which is great because I'm finally out. I had like 50 of them backed up in my DVR. Then they stopped making them and I ran out. And uh, they're going to start making them again. Alex is back as the host, but uh, they've introduced Ken Jennings as a series regular. And as a series regular. So I knew she, he was a producer. How is he going to be? So they're kind of playing it up like this is a, a feature of his having been crowned the goat last year or whenever that was. And right. now he's going to be essentially like one of those like on location um, bonus people like like Jimmy right. and Sarah. Here's Ken with the clue. So he'll just read the occasional clue. Sometimes whole whole categories will belong to Ken. But it feels strikingly like he's being groomed to take over the show. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he is. How would you feel about that? I'd feel fine with it. it, it honestly, like... Today's the first day I actually thought it was an actual possibility. People have been saying it for years. He is charismatic. He is funny on Twitter. Like he kind of strangely has the whole package and the people at Jeopardy are probably kind of surprised that they have that in Ken. Um, right. And they're just kind of uh, trying to see if if it would work with this little gig they're giving him now. What do you think uh, Alex's input is on it? I mean, he jokingly said, don't worry, I'm still the host. He's kind of all along since he announced he was sick made jokes about how like look i got work to do which is wonderful right. um yeah and i i hope that he's you know rested and feeling okay he's beaten the odds thus far knock on wood um right. and he likes ken like alex likes anyone who makes the show better 
right. Jeff Probst is like that about his show too. Like anybody who's like creating good TV watching for the their yeah. their old format is is good in his books. That's why Alex liked James Holzhauer as well. Um, right. But it, what a remarkable story! Like in two thousand one or two or whenever Ken's initial run was, like he just happens to lock himself into a spot on Jeopardy, has this like never before seen run and like maybe 20 years later he's the host of the show yeah yeah it's true it is kind of a a crazy long i don't want to say cinderella story but it's like it would be fitting he's probably the most most famous game show contestant of all time right yeah yeah 100 percent. was he ever on who wants to be a millionaire oh i think so i also think he's been used as their ask the expert lifeline Right. Like okay. you can call Dr. Drew or Ken Jennings or uh, I don't know, some third person. My umbiolic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> She's smart. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's all I got. You want to talk about shows? Sure. Let's talk about shows. Okay. Um, whose turn is to go first? I think it's my turn to go first. Is that cool with you? That's cool with me. Oh, hey, wait, just quickly. Sure. Have you listened to the, to the uh, is it? Brian Baumgartner, the the Office podcast with Kevin. He has his own podcast now. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. I hear people talk about it actually quite a bit. What's good um, about it? What's what's new about the the mold? I I think it's just like the inside stories about what was happening at the time. I think this one's a little bit more transcendent than the Office ladies, which it's is stories more- about what's happening at the time. Although they just kind of recap it and they joke about how great it is to to work with everybody i that's that's the show that i hate that i listen to every week on twice the speed oh you you still listen to it okay well i don't know i guess maybe give it a shot i haven't listened to it but um i listen to other podcasts where they bring it up all the time and they're like that is the office podcast you need to listen to and it's not an advertisement it just feels shitty to me like i don't like uh jenna fisher and angela what's her name's podcast at all but like they started a podcast a year ago and now Kevin's got a podcast and like, if I'm them, I'm going to be like, fuck you, dude. Are you kidding? Except they yeah. have a year ahead. So, so maybe the it's theirs to lose and they probably won't because they're more famous than, than he is. But yeah. And I wonder if there's some like discussion about that on either podcast. I guess not. Cause you've seen the, you listen to the other one. I haven't heard them mention it. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it is stiff competition. Though. You were the one who told Drama. me that the guy who plays Stanley wanted to get a, a reboot going or a, a spinoff for Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, man. That sounds like the worst idea. That sounds like a very bad idea. Stanley's good for like 30 seconds an episode. Yeah. I mean, it's like Joey. Like, come on. It'd be like Joey. Like you, you can't run a whole show on this. No, that's right. No, no, you can't. Let me recap the first episode of Ted Lasso, which I watched almost a week ago now. So I might, uh, I might fumble around a little bit. Oh, it's only a half an hour, so I can do my best. Do you do you need to put me on the clock, or am I just going to go? You just go for it, and maybe I'll give you like a wave when 30 seconds is up, and um, if you if you want to keep continue on, I'm not going to cut you off. Okay, okay, cool. You count me down then. All right, you're going to start in three, two, one, go. There's this British football club that seems to have fallen on hard times. Uh, they're... Uh, 
their family organization is kind of crumbling. And so they bring in this ringer, this American coach, uh, Ted Lasso, who comes in and he is just captain enthusiasm. He just wants to do the best for this team, but they don't respect him because he's American. He doesn't really appreciate their customs. And so he's kind of thrown his whole life away to come in and be involved in the rebuilding of this British football organization. But he's also done it apparently to escape the sadness of his own life at the end of the episode uh, i think about a time at the end of the episode he he has a phone call with his daughter i think it's a it's a kid i think it's his daughter um and then his either wife who he separated from or his ex-wife and it is chilling can we start there because that's where i happen to be um i was fully ready to be like kind of out on this show i thought it was okay leading up to this i was like this is pretty funny i'd maybe watch a second one but when this scene happens at the end where he has just been captain positive for the whole and he's jason sudeikis and so you just like you've kind of heard him do this like goofy voice before and he's got this little mustache and he's he's an underdog and so you're rooting for him anyway although you do find his enthusiasm to be a lot and you probably figure if i knew this guy in real life i'd find him to be a lot too and then in this last scene he's in the house uh where he's staying and they've kind of uh, set him up this really nice home and he's on the phone with his kid and you only hear his side of the conversation and this is when jason sudeikis who I think I complimented on a recent podcast as a an underrated great actor. This is when his performing really sings because it's hard yeah. it's hard to do telephone acting and it's just him and he's talking to that kid and it's so sweet and the kid says uh, presumably the kid says I love you because he says I love you too. Can you put your mom on? And he starts talking to the mother of his child. Whether or not they're still married, we don't know, but they're definitely separated and and his tone changes and he's yeah. Being, I think it, I think it's separated because he's like talking about how like no no i said i'd give you some space that's right he says um you guys gotta come out here and see this place and then there's a pause and he's like no no i know you need your space and then he says i love you and there's a pause and he goes it's okay you don't have to say it back and i cried in this moment yeah i genuinely like teared up and that was when the show was won over for me i thought it was a beautiful scene it is such an unexpected sad part because you do see in the when in the early part of the show, it might be the first thing he, he sees is he's looking at his phone and you see a kid and a mother. Right. Um, and he's, he kind of like smiles and like puts it away and then something else happens. But he, uh, and like there's viral videos of him like dancing with the Wichita state uh, football team who ends up winning the championship that year. And he came from like a division two team and worked his way up. And like that team apparently loved him. So the story is that this girl, this manager lady actually wanted to uh, bring that sort of enthusiasm to the football team, which you don't know or what you learn about three quarters of the way into the show is that she actually is doing this to try to sink the team in spite of her ex-husband, who was originally the rightful owner. That's right. And so she's kind of a cliche. She's a bit of, a, frankly, a Jan Levinson. She's a bit of like a dragon lady, scary British yeah. manager and she's nice to Ted but behind his back she's she's quite vicious and she's got this like meek manservant who like I don't know if eventually he's going to uh, flip out at her or if they're just going to run the whole um, the whole veep dynamic for the whole series but I don't I don't care about right. her so much I really just want to see more more of Ted he's got this sweet like Jack McBrayer type southern accent which is kind of an yeah. interesting choice. Is this based on something? I, I struggled to get to the bottom of this. Like I, it says in the credits based on pre-existing characters from NBC sports. So it was like a film or something in 2013. 
so yeah i don't actually think it was a i don't think it was a film i think it was like a little short that they did possibly for like i want to even say for the espies but it couldn't have been the espies because it's nbc sports but yeah the idea was like it was a little skit where he's like you know i'm going to coach a football uh, football team they're telling me i'm in i'm in england and like then he's kind of trying to navigate like oh this isn't the type of football that i i thought it was and like we're it, it was short and i'm sure you could find it online but it was sudeikis oh it was sudeikis yeah yeah he like created the character for sure um what about the the juno temple of it all like she's the like the hot wife of one of the players and she's not really respected but then like he either strikes up a friendship with her or she's going to be a love interest for him but i i didn't know what to think of that i thought it was kind of sweet it's it's kind of tbd and i watched the second episode because i like the first episode so much like i i like you and appreciated the kind of nuance and although you know where it's going like you can see from a mile away that the team is going to like uh gain his respect and yeah. admiration yeah. and there's going to be a couple of villains and there might be like a villain on the team i'm not sure who knows um but the idea being that like he's going to kind of get success and maybe a little bit more independence and he might stick up for himself but i don't know i i love the show it kind of like it's one of those shows that makes you want to like be be like the person you're watching you're like oh my god just a ray of positivity you're that right. like communicates in such a kind way it's just such a like nice kind of message chris Traeger is like that you hear him talking you're like man people would like me more if if i was just like that like i think i would like me more if i was like that yeah it's true it's true it's there's such a like purity to it um it's weird because you don't usually get a kind of um you're right kind of like a jack mcbrayer style but like it's it's a little more like he understands when people are being mean to him. Oh yeah, no, he's a full character. He's not a caricature. Right. Right. Yeah, he's and he's not like a pushover either. No, no, he's I think he's, like, he's not dumb. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's another important part of it. Although it is a ridiculous idea in the first place, but yeah. but I'm I'm on board. With it. My favorite line is when he's in the press conference and the the press is kind of like giving him the gears a little bit like you're from the states do you even know what you're doing over here and somebody says can you name two football players and he goes well you got ronaldo you got the fellow who bends it like himself yeah, <laughs> yeah. <hilarious. laughs> yeah i i um I, would, I kept being caught off guard anytime people would swear because it seemed like such a wholesome show yeah that's but true but then you're like also getting like the kenny power style reactions <laughs> where people are calling him like and you know like People swear for sport, especially in, in England. Marcus Mumford but, did all the music for this show, which you once you realize that, it's very evident. Right. Well, off the theme song, I could tell that. But Honestly, where is that guy? Where, where has that band been? They had such a moment eight years ago. I don't know. I mean, Jenna's loved all their albums since. Yeah, so has Becky, I think. Frankly, I like uh, Mumford and Sons. Kind of like, I like Coldplay. Like, they have lots of songs that people like to rag on, but they're a good band. Good and offensive songs that you can kind of like, you know. Did you ever see Mumford and Sons when you when you were going to all those musical festivals? Yeah, <laughs> music festivals, in, uh, not musical festivals. I you didn't see that. like the touring production of Cats or anything. I never saw a touring musical. I don't think I did, um, but I saw Mumford and Sons in 2013 in Montreal, Oceaga. Yeah, and I peed no less than 40 times through that show. Is before I realized I was diabetic. Oh. It made so much more sense afterwards. Is that a symptom? 
oh yeah frequent urination it's like how you how you like dispel how you like uh dispel i guess maybe uh like get rid of sugar is through urine that's very interesting yeah yeah it's very so that was that was uh so even when my sugar's high now i'll have to urinate more often all right, I, I take it you give this show your S. I definitely do. And if, if I didn't before, it's that heartbreaking scene in the end. Now I got to see what happens next. I give it 10 urine slanies out of 10. <laughs> that's that's your best review yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most urine we've talked about. Uh, yeah, I 100% do. I think it's got a lot of heart. I think it's a great show. I uh, obviously am a big cheerer of, uh, of Jason Sudeikis. Also, I love the assistant coach. But like, yeah, he played that perfectly. It wasn't like he's not like, you know, his little suck up sidekick. He's like they kind of work in tandem with they they have a respect for each other. But I don't know. I just loved watching that dynamic. And I've seen that guy in other things before in little bit parts on comedies. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. He, he's almost like a Beck Bennett with a big beard. That's true. Yeah, that's a good pull. Yeah. All right, definitely check out Ted Lasso. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. You can watch the first couple episodes for free, I think. Uh, which leaves you to recap the first episode of Lovecraft Country, which we're a few weeks behind on. In fact, this has kind of been a hot show for about a month now. Yeah, so I watched this like three weeks ago. Oh. I watched Ted Lasso last night, so I could easily recall that one. This, I apologize. That's okay. I did this to you. This one's going to be tougher for me. Yep. Um... But I think I can do it. What's the main character's name again? Atticus. Oh, okay. I Attic- Atticus that. and Letitia and Uncle George. Okay. Got it. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. So Atticus is leaving uh, Jim Crow South back to his home in Chicago. I'm not sure what he was doing in Jim Crow South, uh, but he uh, ends up going to Chicago, meeting some of his old friends, and they are going on to find his father who has gone missing. Um, they're not sure where it was. He was a bit of a drinker. Um, and there's also some like sci-fi belief in like monsters and stuff, I think, uh, that they kind of mapped. Uh, yeah. I think I'm out of time now. But they, they go on the hunt, and obviously they're trying to go to areas that are friendlier to... Uh, 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 african-american folk black folk yep. um and he they end up basically being chased down i learned what a sundown town was which is the craziest craziest thing ever amazing which is basically eh? if you were black you couldn't be like out after dark or else you could legitimately be hung yeah uh that was insane uh and basically there were like in this episode, there are like some predatory practices to like try to trap the black people, uh, Uncle George, Letitia, and Atticus. And they are only saved by these crazy demon monsters. Vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Early in, yeah, but like, like monster vampires, not like. Right, person. but they, they called them vampires. That's why I say that. But you're right. They were more oh, like, were, they? they were more like werewolves, really. They were like quadrupedal yeah. and they were like these vicious mountain lion type things didn't he call them a different name earlier in the show when he they there was like a sound or something and possibly like, oh, those must be yeah possibly but no one actually believed in these monsters but he's a big like lovecraft fan i think so right and that's um, kind and of he, the extent of the lovecraft in the show like i other than that it's mentioned at the I, beginning 
I'm through like 45, 50 minutes of this thing. And I'm like, what does this have to do with Lovecraft anyway? And then, yeah. it, get, then it gets supernatural. And then it gets so crazy in the last 10 minutes. Other than when they're being chased by the police earlier, or they're being chased by a car earlier. That's right. And randomly this like Rolls Royce cuts a car off and the car like flips over it without the Rolls Royce actually being touched. And this girl gets out and Atticus seems to recognize her from somewhere. This like white blonde girl who has like, she looks directly into his soul. And then they get to this, this place that they're searching for in Massachusetts. And they, it's like a huge castle. They knock on the door and it's another man that looks kind of the same way and he's like Atticus welcome home that's right yeah yeah so that's basically that I gave a very long recap of that one but that's essentially it I mean I I frankly was only like um compelled by two scenes in this movie and they were or in this show and it was the two action scenes it's the first one that starts in the diner they enter this diner for lunch and it's very clear right away that they're not welcome in this diner but Courtney B. Vance Uncle George is like no, we have every right to be here. We're going to have lunch. And so, like, so he sits down and then very quickly they realize they have to GTFO. And so that's when that first yeah. action sequence happens. But you skipped over the the police officer who explains what a sundown state is. And right. we have watched a lot of shows and a lot of movies about period South, Southern American states where the cops are super racist. In fact, that's a criticism I have of this show is like, I've seen a lot of that lately. I just finished Watchmen and Watchmen did it better. Um, yeah. But that cop is the most hateful racist cop I've ever seen in anything. He's, yeah. The, I don't even know how to describe it. He's just, he's so frustrating because you're like, I understand that you're racist. I don't understand why you're racist, but like, I get that you're a racist person, but like, are you, yes. you going to kill them or not? Like, like his, yeah, I'm he, so tense. It's basically, I'm going to trap you and then I'm going to get angry with you and then I'm going to, yeah, you're right. It was uh, it was very frustrating to watch. It was so upsetting. And then he gets his, like, basically half his body bit off by one of these vampire creatures and kind of yeah. keeps chugging along for a long time. And I found that to be kind of disassociating yeah, really as well. bleeding too much. No, but. it was so gruesome, by the way. That last 10 minutes was way too gruesome for me. Yes, that was that was pretty overt. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think I give it my S because I I know that the rest of the show will still have a lot of the tasteful elements of it while also having a lot more of the craziness, I think. I don't think we're going to have such a reserved episode two through end. I hope not because I found it to be too long. It was an hour yeah. and 10 and it like, like I said, there was some really like exciting, interesting moments, but it could have been 45 minutes. It was no Yellowstone. Oh, good Lord. You're right. That was worse. <laughs> that was way that worse. Was, that was far. No, to be clear, I think Lovecraft Country is good. It's just not my cup of tea. I kind of went in thinking it was going to be formatically similar to Castle Rock in that it's like based on the disjointed lore of this other person's body of work. I was thinking something similar. And I guess it kind of is that, but apparently it's it's based more closely on a guy named Matt Ruff wrote a novel called Lovecraft Country in 2016. And so it's really strictly that. But I guess it right. alludes to H.P. Lovecraft stuff, of which I know nothing. I don't know anything about that guy. Neither do I. Yeah, not even the slightest bit. No. No. But it had, it so had, I get had Watchmen vibes, right? Like, 
obviously yeah, like, there's definitely elements of that the period of it and the racism of it and uh what's his name keeps looking over these comic book pages who's what I, I, well uncle george does but who gives him the comic book i only wrote it down because i found it very striking that he's like oh i've been patiently waiting to see what happens to panther man and that really hits differently right yeah um Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah, I, I know that they're both kind of into it, but I wasn't sure that one of them was specifically a comic book. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Uncle, the uncle was also seemed to be, have, have a little bit of love for sci-fi. He's a very good actor, Courtney B. Vance. Yeah. What else has he been in? I mean, I don't know. He's, I think he's been a character actor for a long time. I just know him from a couple of years ago. He was uh, Johnny Cochran in The People versus OJ. And he's, oh, gotcha. he's married to Angela Bassett. He's been in like lots of things, not unlike this, frankly. And the girl in it is Journey Smollett. She's Jesse Smollett's sister. So she's definitely on a better trajectory than, than he. And yeah. this guy who plays Atticus was in, uh, I think he was in The Five Bloods. He was in something with, okay. with Chadwick Boseman. Okay, wow. And this show is produced by a combination of Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams, which, I mean, really should be a winning combination. Should be, should be, but at, there's a certain point too where people start putting their names on stuff that they might. But didn't didn't um, Peel just also like write this? Isn't he like the guiding force behind all he's, of it? He's not the showrunner. I don't know to what extent he's the guiding force behind it. He might be pretty hands on, but he's he's not the showrunner. That's one of the other producers, I guess. I don't know. I kind of feel like HBO has too many shows like this. And like that, this is the next like critically acclaimed show. Like I kind of wonder like why people who are into this are really psyched about it. I kind of, I, I think I'm missing something. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do want to get a little more into it and see if it, it turns my crank a little more. Yeah. You're going to go again. I think I'll watch another episode or two. Okay. See how I feel. Okay. I'm going to skip it. I don't think I can give it my ass. I think I have bad That's taste. Fair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that that's true. I think I do. I've been very self-conscious about this lately. All too often, a show is like a really big deal, and I'm like, nah, I'm not giving it my ass. I'm going to go watch Dawson's Creek. <laughs> well, you can finish Succession still. I intend to. And by the way, I've only seen two or three episodes, but it's very good. You're liking it more. I really like it. Oh, yeah. More than you original. Don't, like, don't you love the dynamic between like Cousin Greg and Tom? Is Tom... Um, the guy who was in the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire yes. miniseries, that guy yeah. is my favorite to watch because he he's is so funny. He's fucking terrifying, actually. When he starts like fucking with cousin Greg, I find it incredibly chilling. It's he gets, very good. He gets to be such an idiot. Like he is the idiot of the show in like like three more episodes. I kind of thought Alan Ruck was turning out to be the idiot because he's so aloof. Everyone's kind of the idiot, honestly, except maybe Shiv. Shiv, yeah, she's ice cold for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and Kendall, like, I get that he's not a very good person, but he's just so tormented that I my heart goes out to him. Like, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. You're going to, it's just, it goes down such a, like, it's such a roller coaster. You'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it. I rewatched yeah. the pilot, which I had seen when we first did a podcast about it, but I remembered almost nothing. I remembered at one point they're like playing baseball in a field and the helicopters took right. me to a baseball game. But I did not remember the thing where Roman writes the kid a million dollar check and says, if you can hit a home run, and this check is right. He rips it up in his face. It was just 
I mean, that guy's good too. The the yeah. Emmys belong to Succession and probably uh, Watchmen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's coming up next Wednesday, isn't it? The Emmys? I guess they are. Well, they're in September, so they're pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Some point over the next two weeks, anyway. Right. Right. Do you have any ideas for for a podcast you want to do soon? Anything? Any other shows that are? Well, the new oh, yeah. Saved by the Bell is going to be out pretty soon. I think. I don't know exactly when. I'm in. Oh yeah, we got to check I'm it out. So in. Yeah, of course. We're both Saved by the Bell fans. And we have to check out. I don't know if we've ever done a, a season two pilot, quote unquote, of an anthology series. We definitely watched the pilot of The Haunting on Hill House a couple of years ago when that was a big thing. And right. that's done, but now they've done The Haunting on the haunting of Bly Manor, which is a really Manor, cool title. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I got to check that out. So we can do that when that comes out too. Let's do it. Yeah, but I don't know if that'll come out until like October. Will Probably it? closer to Halloween, yeah yeah halloween's on a saturday this year what do you think is going to happen with like trick-or-treating and stuff is that going to happen or does the school year uh have to get underway first and dictate exactly how afraid we are of this thing yeah i don't think it does happen i think people are still gonna be shook about it uh and you're gonna have robert strang getting on there and saying i don't think we want people doing it this year uh i think that (laughs) there's a safe way of everyone getting together but uh yeah, I, I I just think it's it's um not not gonna not gonna play. It's probably for the best. I don't have a Will Smith fact for you. I know that they're rebooting uh, uh, Fresh Prince and they're doing an unscripted reunion. So they're like, for a guy who sh- seems to always have lots of irons in the fire, he seems to do an awful lot of like poor out of work actor bullshit. Will Smith, do yes. you find that like? He doesn't go on uh, Dancing with the Stars, but he shows up for the friggin' Red Table Talk and he reboots his old show that. Frankly, I don't even care about it anymore. <laughs> well, okay. On a on another note, what about Mariah Carey saying she was extremely uncomfortable during a 2008 interview on the Ellen DeGeneres show when the talk show host outed her pregnancy that ended in a miscarriage shortly after? Dude, I remember that. It's horrible. It's it it's it sucks. It's like Ellen had this had this like gotcha journalism approach that was kind of played for laughs for a long time. And, right. and it was always about like who you're dating or are you pregnant? And the, the joke was you haven't confirmed it, but like the tabloids are saying it so I can pick on you. And, and it's such a power move. And considering Mariah's care, Mariah's uh, uh, pregnancy ended in a, in a miscarriage, it's like, it's just all the more uncomfortable. And there's another clip that went around of, you know, I love Taylor Swift. This was like, you know, if Mar- if Mariah Carey is being like, yeah, someone was uh, extremely brutal to me. <laughs> and that might be an example of how brutal she is to other people. Well, except like, for that Mariah I mean, Carey loves drama. So, well, yeah, true. I was going to say, isn't she also the ultimate diva? But that's a, a traumatic experience. It is traumatic. Like eight years ago, there was a thing where like, this was where the the narrative around Taylor Swift that she's like a bit of a man eater was like first starting to take form. And she was going on Ellen like pretty regularly. And, and Ellen was just like kind of inundating her with questions about guys she had apparently dated in the tabloids. And some of them she had dated and others she hadn't, but the ones that she had, you know, she had broken up with. And so it like sucked for her that she's like on this talk show and this lady who she doesn't really know is just exploiting her like personal life for like laughs and really exploiting her discomfort with 
discussing her personal life for laughs and it's just kind of a long history of Ellen actually openly being a dick to people and we just didn't notice. Right. But we always kind of notice. You always notice. Look, I mean, I've come to notice more lately. I just, I'm so glad it's on the record, for Christ's sake. It's out there. Right. We did it. <laughs> this is our life's work. This is our, this is our legacy, really. But you never trust Will Smith, but you never in eternity, forever, infinity, and beyond trust Ellen DeGeneres. Do you trust Mariah Carey? Yeah, I trust Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah, this time I do. Yeah, yeah sure. Not? Sure, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Always trust Mariah. <laughs> Always trust Mariah. You know what those dudes say on their podcast? Always trust Mariah Carey. <laughs> as, as those guys always say. <laughs>